Hey everyone, it's Crystal Alferrero, your typical Sagittarius adventure-loving free spirit and entrepreneur. This is the Magnetic Self Podcast, where I help you and other spiritual entrepreneurs grow your purpose-led business to create income and impact and be your most magnetic self in the process. Going from burnt out to booked out in my own business, I learned how to thrive and finally find my flow through human design, my own healing and spiritual practices, and most importantly, through intentional embodiment of my most magnetic self each and every single day. So what is your most magnetic self? Well, it's your most confident, authentic self that goes beyond any layers of conditioning and fears and draws people into your world with your energy and presence. It's your highest self. So again, welcome to the Magnetic Self Podcast, where we're all about soulful entrepreneurship, spirituality, mindset, and of course, a lot of feel-good vibes and fun so that you can create income and impact, live your highest purpose, and be your most magnetic self. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Magnetic Self Podcast. And actually, this will be the last episode of 2020, so I thought I'd make it a very restorative and empowering one to say the least, because we will be talking about one of my all-time favorite practices that really helps me get connected and really gets me feeling confident and strong and helps me bring the best version of myself forward. And really, this is what allows me to serve my clients from a really powerful and heart-centered place. And that practice is embodiment. The embodiment practice that I commit to each day is really all about higher self embodiment. And this is really about getting back to you and your true essence. It's about grounding yourself and connecting to your higher self. In other words, your magnetic self, you know, that confident, wise, and peaceful version of you or however your true authentic self looks like to you. And it's not just about acting as if you are that person, but really, you know, truly being and embodying that person that you envision yourself to be right now, which I'll probably make another episode to share my personal practices with you. But for today, We are going to be talking all about a different type of embodiment, and that is inner goddess embodiment. So last week I had an amazing interview with the lovely Leticia Andrak, which if you don't know who she is, she is a holistic business coach originally from the south of France and is now living down under in Bonnie Beach, Australia. She comes from a lineage of healers and started meditating at only five years old. So she brings both her wealth of experience along with her strategic business and leadership background to support women in creating soulful businesses and really their dream lifestyles. So she works with a lot of women leaders and entrepreneurs to help them make these shifts to lead authentic, aligned and intentional lives and truly makes ancient spiritual wisdom accessible for busy modern day women as I have seen in her work. And I've actually been participating in her monthly moon circles every full moon or new moon. And she hosts these beautiful women circles where she combines shamanic rituals, the elements, chanting, and just creates this safe and healing space for everyone there. Anyways, she is definitely someone who I admire and I love to learn from, and I really hope that you do too. So let's just dive into this interview. All right. Hi, Leticia. Welcome. And I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for finally joining me. Yay. 
Thank you, Crystal, for having me. I'm really, really, really excited for this episode with you. Thank you, thank you. Yay. So today we are about to embark on a fascinating journey with you and learn about tapping into your inner goddess, which I'm honestly so excited about because learning about goddesses and goddess archetypes is something that has only come into my awareness really in the past few months. And I feel like it keeps popping up in different places in different ways. So I definitely feel like it's something that I'm being called to explore and learn more about. And specifically, you know, how we can incorporate this into our own spiritual practice and embodiment practices, which is really at the core of, you know, what's allowed me to really be able to serve from an empowered place of Mm -hmm. really that inner peace and calm and confidence. But Before we dive in, it would be really amazing if you could share with the audience just a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Crystal. Beautiful already how you introduced the goddess energy and how you feel called to dive into that deeper. So I'm very excited for this episode. So I'm Leticia. For those of you uh, who can pick up my accent, I'm originally from France, from the south of France, the beautiful... Provence landscape oh. <laughs> with the beach and Central Bay and all those kind of beautiful places. So I had the privilege to grow up there and I moved to Australia about six years and a half ago. So now I'm also Australian and I live in Bondi Beach, close to the beach, close to oh, Sydney. So jealous. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boston is quite good as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can complain. So very, very fortunate to live there. And um, my activity uh, is really to help women, but I also attract men to uh, shift into alignment. So really align what they think, which is in their head, in their mind, with, uh, you know, what they feel in their heart and their passion and with what they do, actually, you know, like, where does it, you know, where does it action their energy and so on? So I really created a logo with those three circles to help those three shift into alignment. And to do that, I really blend spirituality. I've been growing up in a, you know, in a healing a lineage, and uh, I started meditating at five. So for me, like everything spirituality is really important but I blend it with um, business and all the beautiful action-oriented divine masculine energies that I have within me thanks to my over 12 years in corporate leading position so I really help them you know I really help my client to shift into alignment from those both perspectives oh I love that so much I honestly I love your approach that really that holistic approach and that's something that I really only this year started incorporating into the way that I do business. Um, I know I really only started getting serious about my coaching business this year, but integrating that really that divine feminine into my practice is what's allowed me to get to where I am now. Um, And, you know, get away from that hustle and grind mentality, which was really exhausting. But I really want to know, like, tell me more about your inner goddess journey and really what was it that motivated you to really seek and embrace your inner goddess? Mm, Beautiful question. So for me, uh, first of all, let's define what I call inner goddess and what is that for the listener who are really new to this concept. So um, for me, the divine goddess is really kind of the, um, the embodiment of the divine feminine, which 
doesn't mean that it's not for male as well. We all have divine feminine and divine masculine within ourselves. And as I say that, you show me showing my left side and my right side. So really um, embodying the yin and the yang. So the goddess is really a way to connect more within and to allow and trust and be more in your divine feminine as well as, well as doing and, you know, starting go, go, go attitude. So it's really about the kind of, intuition inner wisdom and diving into your core authentic self which is really where the goddess energy and the inner goddess and the archetypes will help you so the way i tend to guide my clients through that process is really to say how can you connect with your uniqueness and your unique energy that you have within so we can use representation outside of ourselves, but then it's really being curious about how does this manifest within us. So this is what I call the inner goddess. It's basically your inner magic and we are all goddesses. (laughs) That's so beautiful. I guess it was this year as well that I started doing more embodiment practices, Um, more so embodiment of my higher self. But I love the idea of connecting to different goddess archetypes. And really, this is something that's completely new to me. So I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. But yeah, I guess before we get into that, like I did want to know, like, what was it that really motivated you to learn more about these different goddess archetypes? Like, how did you even get started into this? Yes. So um, actually, you know, it's always like this. When you start a process, you can remember the moment when it all shifted and this is when you consciously started exploring goddess so i could share this moment where it was conscious and then you start connecting the dot backwards and you're like oh actually i've been doing this for years so let me start with when everything shifted so for me everything really shifted when i lived in india so it was in 2004 i was 21 arrived in mumbai and so goddesses everywhere and it was so vibrant and the worshipping of goddesses in India is, you know, is so alive and you have festivals and you have ceremonies and it's just like, wow. I was like, I, I want to learn more about this. And I was very lucky because I was with uh, two guys as roommate and one of them was a Brahmin, so really knowledgeable around, you know, Hinduism and all the gods and the goddesses and the history. It was like just a mine of knowledge. So it was so good to tap into that and learn so much about it. So this is when like I started consciously exploring the goddess. And from there, uh, when I became a mom, you know, when I was pregnant, so about to become a mom, I really dive into the work of, uh, of the school of shamanic woman craft. And this is when I met Jane, who is, uh, you know, the founder of the school and really taught me about the goddesses, about her story, which is different to his story. So her story is really the part of the story, which is around the women mysteries and, you know, the goddesses that we worshipped, you know, thousands of years ago and uh, really diving into that and how goddesses can help us in the transition of life. So this is when I started consciously exploring the goddesses and using drumming journey and shamanic practices to help my clients dive into their on goddesses so this is a conscious part so starting in 2004 and picking when i was pregnant with my uh first born she's uh 
she was born in 2016 and from there exploring even more when I was pregnant with my second one, 2018. And now, so it's, it's been a long story, you know, about 16 yeah. years conscious exploration. And before that, when I reflect backwards, I realized that actually, as I've been raised in France, we explore goddesses when we learn Greek and Latin, because I was learning Greek and Latin. I love languages and, you know, I, I speak four different languages and on top Which of ones? that, so I speak Portuguese, Spanish, English, and French, oh, and I understand it. Italian a bit. And I learned Greek and Latin as well at school. And when you do that, you go to Greece, you go to Italy, you see the goddesses, you go to the temples and so on. But it was all a bit dead, if you allow me to say that. It was mm -hmm. like, oh, they are like, okay, they are ancient goddesses and <laughs> it's beautiful, but I don't really connect with it. It was as if it was like from the past. So this is where... You know, it was unconscious that I was fascinated by them and that I loved, you know, reading about the Odyssey. And then when I was in preparatory school, which is about eight, when I was 18, we were studying about faith in philosophy and we're reading more about goddess and, you know, goddesses and gods and so on. So I, you know, I carry on exploring, but it's really when I arrived in India at 21 that everything consciously clicked. Oh, wow. So sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know why I am doing this. And often it's been, you know, in the making for quite some time and it comes to your conscious mind only when you're ready to acknowledge it. So, yeah, it's really crazy when it kind of hits you later on. It's like looking yeah. back and I find that the same thing with human design. It's like people learn about living their design. Um, and, it, you know, when you first dive into it, it's like it's something brand new. But then when you reflect back on all the information that you have, it's like, oh, I've been doing this. I've been yes. kind of unconsciously doing it all along, but I'm just not kind of using it the best way that I can possibly do, be doing it. But mm -hmm. when you talk about really tapping into your inner goddess, um, how is this something that helped you on your journey? Mm, I love this question. So for me, really, the way it really helped me in my journey is to start allowing and trusting and really surrendering and knowing that you know, I am someone who can, you know, be who I want to be, if that makes sense. So really acknowledging this divine feminine that I have within me. So for me, it was really beautiful to acknowledge that and accept also. So this was the first part of the trusting, the allowing and being in flow. You will hear this a lot because it's very trendy now. But I guess it was one of the key things that benefited me. The other things that for me was really beneficial was to, you know, just um, have some ways to honor this inner goddess. So, you know, when you consider yourself as a goddess or when you see the divine within you or when you see this guidance within you, then you are much more um, compassionate with yourself and you can start worshiping yourself and you can start honoring who you are for who you are and for the magic that you have within. So this was like the second key benefits. And of course it has many more, but for me, it's like the two first and I'll probably, you know, trusting what's flowing now. And I'll probably add the third one, which is when you start feeling in alignment and honoring your goddess and so on, then it attracts people. You become kind of magnetic and yes. it's the topic yeah. of your podcast. So I, I trust that it was a good thing to say. And actually it is a good thing to say. So it's really like you start becoming magnetic because you are embodying this kind of inner wisdom, this inner goddess, 
And so people are attracted to you and they are beautiful people that are for your higher self. So really like, I would say those three are the main benefits. Many more uh, can be listed, but those are the three main. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And especially since I feel like a lot of people, you know, when they first get into spirituality, it's like about law of attraction and trying to leverage that and um, acting as if and trying to increase your belief. And I felt like none of the, you know, I guess new age law of attraction practices were effective for me. Like it didn't really help me boost my confidence. It didn't really help me believe. It didn't help me trust and surrender. It's like what really did help me was that embodiment practice and Mm. really stepping into that, allowing yourself to step into that. So that's why I feel like really what you're saying and like connecting to that inner goddess and those different archetypes is something that's so powerful that if you haven't tried it yet, like once you start, it's something that you just feel that instant shift right away. And so I guess for anyone that's listening right now, how can connecting to your inner goddess help others on their journey, particularly as an entrepreneur, since we have a lot of, you know, entrepreneur listeners. um, And why is this important? So I guess for me, the, um, first of all, when you connect with the goddess, you, the goddess are often associated with the wheel of life. So the wheel of life is about accepting the lunar changes, accepting the seasonal changes, accepting the phase of your life and really going through this, you know, wheel of life will really help you connect with your inner goddess. But also when you start connecting with this inner goddess and connecting with this wheel of life, you accept the cycle of life and you accept that in winter, you probably don't have as much energy as in spring. Or when it's new moon, you don't have as much energy as when it's full moon. So it's really like connecting with your inner goddess and connecting with a different goddess will help you acknowledge the cycle. And I guess as an entrepreneur, it's so important to you know, accept cycle. And I know that in human design, it's the same thing. You have cycle, you have the influence of the different planets in your chart and so on. And it's the same thing in astrology. You know, it's just another way, another spiritual tool to bring to awareness the fact that we are not static and Mm -hmm. we are always moving as the sun is moving and as everything is moving around us, we are moving. So, uh, sorry, as the earth is moving, (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so really like trusting this movement and accepting this movement is really something that will help you. But also for me, when I spoke to entrepreneur about the importance of connecting and embodying this inner goddess is about if you think about honoring an external goddess or honoring the universe or honoring your God, whatever is your spiritual belief, you're just, you know, taking care of them or offer you know offering something to them you're really worshiping them when you start embodying this inner goddess and when you start considering yourself as a beautiful human being then what you do is like you're honoring yourself so you you go through powerful rituals to really recharge your energy as well as set an intention so then it's things unfold then the other things that you would do it's like you will create a sense of community around you because when you worship a goddess if you look again at the exterior you're like going together on a ceremony why Mm -hmm. not doing that for yourself so that's why i love facilitating blessing way you know when a woman is pregnant we surround her with the other female. And oh, I love that. Celebrate <laughs> that. Yeah. Or when I do, you know, the Newman circle, it's all about like honoring this kind of divine being that you are. 
So this is another thing, you know, as a community, when you're an entrepreneur, you often feel alone. So I'd say connecting with this power of the community is quite key. So this is the second, you know, main thing. And uh, so sacred ritual community. And then the third thing that I would love to say, it's um, about the fact that you start bringing to awareness what are the archetypes that are dormant within you or that are really alive within you. So it's, again, another way to be self-aware about how to, you know, master yourself or how to harness whatever are your strengths or, or be curious about what are your shadows. So really those three key things would help entrepreneur, I'd say. And I could go on speaking about the Kundalini rising and all those kind of <laughs> things, but this is probably a bit more, you know, advanced, but we have so many benefits into tapping into that for an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, it's just such an empowering practice. So no matter what stage you are at, I feel like there are always times where, you know, we can find ourselves ourselves out of alignment or disconnected. And it's just one of those ways that you can really shift yourself back in and kind of give yourself that little push that you need to connect back to yourself and connect back to that part of yourself that you always have inside. And I don't know, I just feel that is so powerful. And I guess what my listeners probably want to know is how can they do that? Like, how can they get connected to their inner goddess? Wow. So you have different ways to do it. You know, you have a way that uh, some of your listeners may feel comfortable with, which is like taking a quiz online and looking at the different goddesses and being like, oh, I am this goddess. So again, it's coming from the exterior and then you do it yourself. As you know me, I'm more about the inside out. So I would recommend another approach, which is really about, you know, connecting first within. So the steps that, I, um, that I've developed, which, is, which I call the seven-step method for goddess embodiment is really about diving into your different chakra, your different energies, a different goddess archetype, so that you can really embody your own goddess and not an external goddess. So we use different archetypes, we use different goddess through the seven step, so that we can articulate them around chakras, around essential oils, around crystals, and all the beautiful, you know, spiritual tools that are out there and linking you to a goddess. And so that you can rise. So the method that I, that I go through that I've channeled, if you allow me to say this word here. Of course. <laughs> no, not at it's all. Really like going through um, each letter of the goddess because I love acronym. And what I would love to do for your listener today, and it's not you know, available anywhere else, is to go through probably the first step of the goddess embodiment method, which is a G, which is for grounding, you know, for, you know, starting from the root chakra, really like the base chakra, working around the color of red, working around the crystal of garnet and all those kind of beautiful things that are for your root chakra. And the goddess archetype that I love to use for the first step is Kali, because I really Mm. connected to Kali energy when I was in India. You can, you know, depending on your belief and uh, if you don't connect with the myth of Kali, I will give you other things. But the first step that I would say is really Googling Kali or going on my blog, I've written an article about Kali or Googling about another goddess I'm going to give you. So for instance, if you're more connecting with ancient Greece, you can Google Medusa. If you're more connecting with, you know, um, 
other means you can Google like lilies. You know, you can really Google different, um, you know, goddesses depending on what you connect with. You can look at Oya as well or Pele, which is a, you know, Polynesian island goddess for volcano. So it's really about... Oh, I love that one. The first step is really about, yeah, uh, embracing this wild inner goddess that you have within you, this wild person that has been refrained, this person that um, is, is scared of fears, but when she starts embracing the fears realizing all the beautifulness that she can create. So really the first step, we use Kali as the, as the goddess archetype, but you can Google um, another one that I just gave. And then you look at the myth, you look at the representation because myths are giving you, you know, a lot of information for self-awareness and mm -hmm. for personal mastery. So you do that, then you connect with the energy. The way I would do it, it's like doing a drumming journey, a shamanic journey to embody the energy, but you can do it, you know, yourself with clearing the space, creating an altar for this goddess and starting really connecting with what you've read, how you feel in your heart and going through a visualization, what uh, strikes you in the representation of this goddess, what are the different things that you've noticed, you know, have you noticed if you look at Kali's necklace with the skulls, have you noticed the color of her skin, have you noticed the dress that she wears, if you connect with Oya, you know, what have you connected in her representation and really like connecting inward and going through a practice of visualization and meditation. And then the things that I will help my client go through in the seven step goddesses, it's really starting journaling about the seven things. It's all about seven in this, the seven things that you'd like to stop doing or saying no to in your life. Mm -hmm. Because the Kali energy is about the warrior and the destroyer energy. So you destroy so that you can create new. And to destroy and create new, you need to say no to things. You cannot add on more things. Yes. You need to stop. <laughs> That's a big lesson for me this year, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so really like you can go through yeah. this step. And, and like this step, which is really powerful, it's like, starting to write down the seven things. If you want to write more, you can write more definitely, but start with seven already and trust that the seven one that comes first are the, really the things that you need to stop doing or saying no to. And then it's not enough around writing down what you're going to stop doing or saying no to. What I'd like you to do is to create another column where it's like, what are the strategies? What are the things that you're going to do to make sure that you're really going to stop doing that. So for instance, yeah. if you write down, like, I'm going to stop, um, I know, pleasing everyone around me, then how are you going to honor that on a day-to-day -day basis? Is it like when someone asks you something, you put your hand on your heart, you take a few deep breaths before you answer the question or you say yes to someone asking you, can you look after my kids? Can you do this for me? Can you like, okay, let me just take a few deep breaths. <laughs> I love well, that. I do that. Yeah. So it's in my stop list. It's, yeah. in my, it's in my, I am allowed to say no list. So I am just going to nicely answer. Uh, it's not, you know, uh, possible right now for me and so on. So really like this is something that is really actionable that your client can do. If they are really stuck and they cannot find seven items, mm -hmm. they can then start journaling, a free flow journaling around the question, which is, what needs to be destroyed in my life or in my business or in my career or what needs to stop so that I can create space for rebirth. 
Oh, I love that so much. It's funny because the word that keeps coming up for me this year was excavate, like excavate all the crap that needs to come out. And yes. that's like, you can't expand unless you do that first. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, in the past, I've always just tried to push and keep doing in order for me to grow. But one of the biggest lessons for me has really been that in order to grow and expand, you also need time to be still and you need time to really let go of a lot of the things that are kind of hidden deep down inside. And so I love the idea of saying no to things, like letting go of things that no longer serve you, um, like destroying those things that just don't, you know, that need to come out (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a better word. Yeah, and really connecting I guess, you know, the, um, the first step to everything is often starting with our physical bodies, so our health, our, you know, you know really like the, the beautiful bodies that you have and you're coming into this life with. So that's why also I love to start working on uh, the, one second, on the, on the root chakra and really starting honoring this place, which is, you know, the root chakra is really your physical envelope. So really when you stop doing things, you allow to have more space for the things that really matters. And, you know, starting from your taking care of your physical body. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, I love starting with this first step. And, and Kali energy is really about that. It's about I destroy so that I can create new and, um, yeah, it's been a beautiful year of destruction as yeah. well as creation. Yeah, and I really love I love how you synthesize all these different practices in your goddess embodiment method. Um, and just another question, is it like seven things that you journal for each of the seven chakras, each of the seven goddesses in each step? So you have like different kind of exercises for each one? Yes. So the seven, uh, the seven method, uh, the seven goddess embodiment method um, is really about each step. We study a goddess. So we study the archetype of this goddess. We study the myth of the goddess. We look at the representation. We connect with the element of this goddess. You know, I love elemental alchemy. So we connect with the element of this goddess. We go through a shamanic drumming journey to connect with this energy within us to access this kind of trance. We connect with the color to, you know, add this into our aura or into our, you know, yeah. beautiful uh, energy expansion. And it's definitely every step will go through this via one goddess as the archetype. And then you move into the other one. And the objective is really to activate what I call the Kundalini, which is yeah. really the the snake of the energy connecting all the chakras so that you can really access a place of deeper inner connection. And as I do that, I have my hand, you know, in my heart <laughs> and, my and I'm like, oh my God. Yes. It's just, for me, it's, it's a way to put together all the things that I have been, you know, applying in my life. And that's why, you know, probably this method, I developed it 
so, you know, smoothly and flowy because it's like, oh, I studied chakra, I studied Ayurveda, I studied elemental alchemy, I studied shamanic practices, you know, I read yeah. so many books about goddesses, I, and everything like crystal and essential oils and everything comes together and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do the first step around Kali and I'm going to do the first step with this, all with this practice and so on. So yeah, every step we will go through journaling prompts, visualization, drumming, essential oil, crystal, mm. like everything is coming together, like a beautiful recipe. The ratatouille That's... from my grandma is there. <laughs> so funny. I love that analogy. <laughs> but honestly, like if you guys have never been or experienced one of Leticia's circles, her women's circles, her rituals, you need to join her. Well, first of all, she has so many things. So actually, let me just give this to you, hand this off to you. So how can my listeners work with you? Like how can they either join the goddess embodiment sisterhood or the membership, all those fun things that you have? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Crystal. So um, at the moment, there is uh, different ways to work with me. So the things that we spoke mainly today about the goddess is I've launched a goddess embodiment sisterhood, which is limited to seven women. It's really going through those seven step methods that we mentioned and create this sense of sisterhood because before, you know, in ancient time, when we were in matriarchal society, we would sit together between women and help each other and really like kind of support our growth and acknowledge and be you know, kind of fully present for someone else's growth. So really creating this beautiful sense of community around you. So this is a goddess embodiment sisterhood. We go through the seven step and you'll have group and personal and private coach coaching session and so on. Then the other way that you can work with me is joining my uh, membership. I have a membership called Essential Alchemy. And within this, within this membership, on top of having masterclasses and Q&A, you know, classic things that you will find in the membership, I'm also giving new moon uh, circle. So recreating, again, this ancient wisdom of sitting in circle when uh, the new moon is there to set intention together and harness the power of the collective to, to do that. And um, if none of this resonates with you, you can follow me on Instagram, Essential Shift, or you can join my free Facebook group, Essential Shift Collective, where I share you know, a blend of spirituality and strategy. Yeah, honestly, Leticia has so many amazing programs and just like you know, your lives on breath work and meditation and all those things. That's, I am a part of the membership, by the way. So <laughs> if you are looking to really, you know, prioritize that self-care and especially after this year mm. and really deepen that spiritual practice, deepen that connection to yourself, you'd got to work with Leticia. <laughs> I highly recommend that you do. And well, I know we're coming to the end of this episode, but do you have any final words of wisdom that you would like to share? Anything that you'd like to channel? And, you know, just for anyone who's looking to really connect more to themselves. Yes. I'd say, you know, goddesses, like we spoke about today, is one of many approaches that you can use when you're really looking to connect with yourself and find a way to connect with your core authentic self. It's one way of many. So if, if it's something that resonates with you, be curious, start exploring the goddesses and start, you know, 
diving into these modern ways of connecting with goddesses. I'm not asking you to create an altar and worship your goddess every, every day, but really connect with this. If it's not something that resonates with you, but something in what I say resonates with you, it may be the chakra, it may be, you know, the essential oil or something else. Just be curious and explore that. What I'm trying to say, it's every one of us will connect with a different tool or approach to reach self-mastery or, you know, personal development. And it's really about trusting your intuition, your gut, your heart, so that you can go through the right approach for you. And your path will be the right one because it's the one that you've chosen. So really trusting that and leaning into this with your own power. Amazing. (laughs) Well, I know that brings us to the end of the show. And I just want to say thank you so, so much for being here and sharing all of your goddess wisdom with us. I just, I love being in your energy. You're like pure light. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, honestly, it was, it was a beautiful episode and, and I am really honored to have you in my life and witness all the changes that you went through yourself. And uh, yeah, let's honor your own goddess and all the Aww. goddesses. of the <laughs> You can't see me right now, but it's like, I'm about to cry. But <laughs> anyways all right and to my wonderful audience i really hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you did enjoy this episode it would be very very helpful if you could share this podcast or leave me a review and also make sure you come and find me on instagram where you can get a lot more human design mindset woo woo and fun And I will also leave all of Leticia's information in the show notes for you, including her blog post on all the goddesses. I will leave you with everything that you need to know. So until next time, have an amazing rest of your day or evening, wherever you are and stay magnetic. Bye. Bye.